On this episode of Blending Bourbon, be sure to join myself, David Mark Young, and Dixon Dedman as we talk about building a bourbon brand as well as the culture behind that brand. Blending Bourbon is the podcast that takes you beyond the barrel and behind the scenes of the whiskey industry with master blenders Dixon Dedman and David Mark Young. Welcome to another episode of Blending Bourbon a podcast sponsored by Golden Sheaf. I am Dixon Dedman of 2XO Whiskey, joined as always by the Paris Hilton without a sex tape of <laughs> podcast, Mr. David Mark Young, the big bird to my snuffleupagus. Um, what a day, and you've already had technical difficulties which really isn't surprising, but other than that, you good? I am good. Hi, Dixon. Yeah, I, I seem to have be the seem to be the king of technical difficulties, but we shall power through. We shall prevail. You well, know, I, I mean, was... I think that's what what is so remarkable about this is just you know, like beautiful people like you can get away with so much <laughs> crap that the rest of us can't. You know, I mean, it's like <laughs> if 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 it were my technical difficulties, they'd be like, "Well, you sound like crap anyway, and <gasps> we can't do this episode with you sounding worse." So let's can this thing. But you, you're having some audio issues, but you're so daggone pretty that it's like, no, we we got to go. You did your hair for this. You look good. Makeup, all that stuff. It's it's got to happen. It has to happen. The show must go on. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's my biggest takeaway from doing all these podcasts is the show must go on. You know, we've increased from, what was it? Nine, nine followers to, I don't know, we're, we're, we're getting up there. Our numbers are climbing. Um, you know, I was watching our most previous release prior to try, trying to get in the, in the podcast mode <laughs> and you're a funny guy i i guess i never realized it you're you're a funny i'm just kidding I'm, I'm i'm giving you shit of course um that's that's probably the the thing people comment the most about is just how dixon is so naturally funny and yeah I, I don't know if you're aware of that or not um no because <laughs> at at home uh, it's generally, God, you're annoying. <laughs> you know, <so. laughs> well, your humor is appreciated on the blending bourbon podcast. I, I yeah. appreciate it. That's why I don't, I don't take much of anything you say serious. It, um, especially the, the, the hair comments and all the, I, I'm just kidding. Of course, I can't even say that without cracking a smile. That's, that's my lack of, of humor. I try to be funny and can't even get yeah, myself somehow to you're trying to you're trying to make a dig at me but it came back around to just <laughs> how attractive you are so uh, you just kind of make the points for me you're you're a beautiful man oh, it's man. it's fine it's oh, no big man. deal uh you know uh, let's ag let's agree to disagree on that one but i appreciate it well sorry i'm i'm i i this is 
I, I don't know what, you know, how these things happen. Like it, I was at, today was a great day. It was another great day. I had a list of things I needed to do. It was a long day, busy day, a lot of stuff. And it's just, it's amazing how, um, like one call or one, whatever can just D you know, just, I don't know. I, I just, I, I feel like, consume derail yeah no no yeah i'm just saying i'm i'm in a i'm i'm, I'm grumpy today i'm just are grumpy you? today david I are just, you yeah i looking at you and your man beauty helps me out a little bit but <laughs> i'm glad i can help yeah, drink some whiskey it's, it's very therapeutic i'm afraid i i have a little bit over there but uh you know because i always feel like i need to have some but i'm i'm afraid that Right now, if I go down that road, it's going to be a, a, an ugly, an ugly evening. Okay, yeah, we don't we definitely don't want to derail yeah, the evening. No, 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 the podcast I, I, we can go I, off I gotta, the rails. I got to coach nine year old basketball later on tonight. Like I well, can't. Well, there you go. That's yeah. a different hat. So yeah, you want to be in in prime shape for that. So I get it. But so I will drink for you and for oh, myself. Appreciate that. Cheers to you. Cheers to me. Gosh, it even looks good drinking. Um, <laughs> I, you know what? I bet you'd look good even drinking out of a straw. You ever like watch somebody drink out of a straw? There's no cool way to drink out of a straw, but I bet you could figure it out. I don't know. I, you know, I'm anti-straw. I don't. I don't use straws. Well, I'm that's because you feel drinker. like it affects your sex appeal, but. You know, I'm just saying, if anybody could pull off drinking out of a straw, my guess is it would be you. Oh, jeez. I appreciate the compliments. There's a debate going on right now out in viewer land as to who's got the better hair, who's got the better everything. I don't know. I feel a little competitive. I feel like I, I had to brush up my game a little bit. You know, the one thing I can't top is is the humor. I don't, I don't even know. I, I'm, I'm I don't know even... what you're talking about. I looked at an episode that we did a few, a few back. And I don't know why anybody didn't say, Hey Dixon, you have one hell of a case of bedhead going. Like I, I look like, I, I literally look like, I mean, and I don't know how anybody could say like, if there's a competition, it's is Dixon's hair worse or David's hair better. It's not who has better <laughs> hair. It's like, you know, I, I don't know. Well, well, maybe you you must not have seen then. Somebody did comment. You know, we had Colin Spolman from Kings County Distillery, and, and Colin, um, he did have some bedhead going on. It, it, it was stylishly bedheadish, but but it was um, had a lot of a lot of character to it. And so, someone I, I think it was a couple episodes later, someone suggested that uh, little Colin rubbed off on uh, a little bit of Dixon. So yeah, I think maybe that he picked I had, up on your sense of humor and you got some of the hair. <laughs> I, I, that episode, I definitely had a little G, DGAF going in terms of uh, <laughs> uh, whatever. Look, it looked good. It looked good. We were, um, I was going back through some of the stuff we talked about mm. and I, you know, maybe I, I, you know, I, I was just, to, to be fair, a little backstory here. 
um, I don't do a lot of the consulting and I don't think I ever really did much consulting. I would just like, people would call me and I would give them my unsolicited opinion, whether they liked it or not. And probably a lot of bad information. Um, probably a lot of just me, uh, you know, just spouting off whatever came into my tiny pea brain or whatever. And then you and I had some conversations about, you know, what, what, you know, what's next for golden sheaf. I was sharing with you what was going on with two XO, where we're going with two XO, um, how we're trying to build this out as a, uh, you know, a bigger brand than just these uh, limited releases. It's all part of a larger overarching program. And, and right. You know, and then, um, and then I did this uh, podcast, this interview podcast, this guy's freaking hysterical. Um, Instagram, I think it's five drinks or midnight. Um, and Tim. his name's Tim McKee, super cool guy. Um, and he basically, you send him five samples and with each sample, he asks you a question and the, you know, it, it generally it is you either finish the five drinks or it gets to midnight and then it all gets whatever. Um, but you know, one of the, and, and it's cool because he does his research and he looks looks into things and 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 really um they're not like silly they're not silly questions they're really thought-provoking questions and so he asked me this question um one of the questions and and then you know i i i really took that conversation and in, in the people who have called me to talk about what they're trying to do, like I, I, I really, I oftentimes ask that same question, you know, to, uh, to people who are saying, Hey, I'm thinking about starting a brand. I'm thinking about getting into this. I'm thinking about doing this. I want to do this. I, and, and generally speaking, like, yeah, is, is launching a brand is putting a bottle out there is getting a, getting, you know, buying some whiskey, getting a label approved, putting some liquid in a bottle. Is that cool? Hell yeah. That's cool. That is one of the coolest things I've ever done. Mm -hmm. Um, sharing it with people, um, having, you know, getting that feedback, you know, getting, I mean, just, just being, you know, it, 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 it's awesome. It's amazing. You know, like there's yeah. a high that oh, comes yeah. with it. Like, it's just, it, it's just, and I, I, I can only imagine what, if you're, if you're a musician and you write a song and you record a song and what it's like the first time you hear your song played on the radio, or if you're an artist and you, do something and it gets picked up by a gallery. And the first time you walk into a gallery and see your art on the wall or, you know, and, and I'm, if you're an architect and your building gets built or what, like, I know like, I'm yeah. probably missing a million of those, but right. There's, 
you know, the, the one question that I always find very interesting to ask and, and to get people's feedback on is after that, like after, after your, you, you, you know, what, what's next and where are you going next? And what is, what is it you hope to accomplish? What is it that you hope your brand to be? What is it, you know, what, what's the association with your brand that you hope consumers and, 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 and the general public, you know, what's the perception you want of your brand? I mean, I go as far as to ask people like, what, so what are you doing? Is this, I want to build something. So in 10 years, um, Perno Ricard buys it for a gajillion dollars or is it, I want to, you know, I want to build something that, you know, pays my bills, but that I can grow and develop. I want to do something that, um, you know, becomes a foundational component of, of the community I'm in and I, I want to turn this over to my kid. I want to, you know, it's like, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit different, I guess, than, you know, it's, we were talking about this. It's like, if you're, if you're an athlete, right. If you're, if you're a professional athlete, if you're a, if you're a great high school running back, what do you want to do? You want to go to college you want to play well in college, you want to go to the NFL, you want to maximize your production. And at a certain point, you know, the NFL is going to say, Hey, we got younger, faster and healthier. Uh, and so you, you, you leave and you hopefully have invested with the right people and you got some money and you can provide for your family or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's different than building a, a, a brand, like a brand and, and, uh, a, 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 an, an entity, right? Like, a like right. building golden sheaf. And so you and I were talking about, we had that conversation. We've talked about it on here before own your backyard, be the pride of Nebraska, do your thing. Like, you know, and, and, and you're in the midst of discussing expansion and growth and moving into other markets and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in the same brand building mode and, and brand building concept. And, and it's kind of, you know, I, I think to be successful and truth be told, one of the reasons why, um, I made the moves that I did years ago or not that long ago, but was because the brand objectives that I started personally to develop for Kentucky Owl were not on the same, uh, same path as the brand objectives that, you know, Stoli had granted it was their brand so they can do what they want. But right. my personal brand was so closely tied to that, that I had to be cognizant of that. And, I'm very cognizant, I, you know, you, I, I learned a lot from that and, and, and sure. it, it, you know, I have a lot of, I think a lot about what we're doing with 2XO and, and, and where that's going and where we're trying to go with that. And, and, you know, like if I were to ask you like, okay, 
Golden Chief launched in what, 2019? 2020. Yeah. 2020. Yep. You know, <clears throat> what 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 is what where what's the trajectory like what's the path what's the plan like where you know how do and and how do you come up with that like how do you is that a you thing do you bring other people into that do you uh does it change does it change daily like you get a great you you get some great feedback and all of a sudden you're like oh we're gonna take on the world or you know or whatever like how how do you manage that <laughs> I'm asking yeah. for a friend need advice. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a long lead into that question. It, it was, it was good though. It gave me time to process and think and, um, work out some of the, some of the anxiety of all of it. Cause it is a big picture. And when, so going back to 2020, it's gold chief. Gold Chief started out as a as a, an idea, a, a concept to revive a legacy, um, you know, a significant brand from back in the day, you know, and to just just to um, review that. Gold Chief was born in 1866 in Omaha, Nebraska. They grew to become the third largest distillery, so they were they were they were a big deal. And when I came across the brand, you know, I had a lot of questions. What happened to it? Why did it, why, why doesn't it exist, first of all? And then, you know, started to step back into, um, you know, the 1900s when it fell by the wayside. And that's pretty much what happened. It, I was waiting to find that controversial piece of you know something that made sense and to this day nothing really makes sense other than the founders the 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 brains behind the operation pivoted because of prohibition and they had other opportunities in the cattle industry uh, which is a significant part of omaha nebraska nebraska's history as well um, economically culturally all the things um so I, I looked at it as a, an, an opportunity, an idea, a concept, and then sort of took steps to, to plant the seeds and just see how things would fare. And admittedly, hadn't quite thought about that next juncture. Okay, it succeeds or it fails, or it appears to be a success, or um, people could, could do without it. So I, I think, um, you know, if you look at numbers, you look at the launch, it was successful. Therefore, let's continue in that direction. And so, so now we're at the point where it's you know it's it's a strategic evolution versus continuously testing the waters. Um, where as far as roadmap, it, it's we, you know we've gone out three years, three and a half years, as far as what volumes look like and. Um, launches what states you know and, and footprint and as much of a plan as we have we still continue to pivot based on hurdles or uh, challenges throughout that that journey so um you know one thing that we're doing now is we we did land a a venue so we're we're putting together uh, matter of fact i just met earlier with 
the general contractor and they're already, they've already started to do some of the work on uh, creating a, a, a blank canvas for us to, to build out our venue here in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, there's a lot of things going on right now. There's, and they're, they're going at a, a rapid rate of speed. The other thing is um, scaling out to other states. So they expect to be in about three states here by, by June, July timeframe. Uh, which means ramping up production, increasing volume. So, um, but if you if you look at the long term roadmap that we have currently, um, and I'll share this with you, that a year ago, um, someone actually made an offer on the brand, a pretty significant offer, and it was a, a one time offer, or that's how it was communicated. Here's yeah. your one time offer, um, no haggling, going to give it our best shot, and. And uh, so I, I respectfully declined. Um, you know, everything's for sale, but for the right price, as you know. And is that a like a little subtle dig? Is that not a dig? No, not a dig at all. I, I, I no, well, fine. I shouldn't, I shouldn't speak for you. No, no, not a dig. Yeah, um, get that, get them, get them in. Get, go on. <laughs> Pick me when I'm down. Hey, I just told you I'd had a rough day. If I know. <laughs> You might want to get into that whiskey a little bit. <laughs> Rub some dirt on it, Dixon. It'll be fine. Yeah, salt in the wound. That's fine. Uh, I, I, as flattering as it was to receive an offer, um, and, you know, I say everything's for sale for the right price. I, I speak for myself. I'm not speaking for, for you or your past or your future. No, you but can't. I'm not independently wealthy like you are. Like we're. I'm indif- not independently wealthy. No, okay. <laughs> I just don't have kids at home anymore. That's all. You're rich and good looking. I fucking hate you. Um, I'm going to drink some whiskey. (laughs) So, all right, let me, let me ask you this then. Um, And in my mind, I'm I'm thinking about your um, guy helps you out there. The big, the, the big bearded guy, Tyler. Yeah. So, here's a question. What 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 is it like if 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 you had to like in your if you had to speak for Tyler? Tyler is a golden sheaf diehard. He the dude's awesome. The dude he has is. an amazing palate. He's he's really invested in the brand and 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 I think you know was um you know, first, just a just, and I don't mean to say fanboy in a bad way, but he was just a big fan of the brand. He was so enthused and enthusiastic that you brought him in, like, to help with some of the stuff you're doing. But let's like a Tyler. Let's just say not not Tyler, but like a Tyler, right? Um, what what would you know? What would you want a Tyler to say about Golden Chief? today and how that would differ from what a Tyler would say about golden sheaf in two years and how that would differ uh, from what a Tyler would say about golden sheaf in five years. Do you know mm, what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it's interesting cause, because we did actually meet earlier. Well, he was at, at the venue uh, as we're kicking down walls and um, 
um, you know, specking out the, the lay of the land. Um, so, you know, the, uh, that's one of the exciting things to me in creating a brand, creating a company is, is also influencing or cre- creating the culture, right? So what does, what does Golden Sheaf look like? Not only as uh, a, a, a spirit on the shelf or, or behind a bar, but what does the company look like and what's the, what's the allure look like, you know, and that, you know, so as we market this out, um, there's this intentional direction of sophistication and, and class associated with, with Golden Chief, the brand and the product. Um, you know, we started out at six, seven, eight year old whiskeys. Now we've evolved to um, even more, you know, 10, 11, 12 year, 13 year old. Um, and, and, you know, I foresee us plateauing kind of in that space. Um, but that's golden sheath is sophisticated, mature, smooth, um, you know, the, the, the kind of sipping whiskey. We're, we're not, we're not serving up fireball shots at, at the, at the Super Bowl. Um, this is intended for whatever occasion is special for the consumers, but it's it's more of a sophisticated um i i don't dare say collector item but um something that everybody's got to have you know top shelf in their in their collection or on their bar and it's not an everyday drinker it's a well it's it's what you make of it but it's you know obviously higher price premium premium uh, product so today that's kind of what we've started that's the path that we've we've set down um, in years from now, you know, let's fast forward two, three years in the future. There's definitely the vision is uh, more of that, but also, um, you know, diversification a little bit within the whiskey realm itself, but we're still going to maintain that, that, that high class premium um, and, and even continue to go upwards. You know, we've got some other, um, aged, more aged, um, and higher price, more rare products that we'll be releasing later on this year. Um, as we build, develop the experience that is, is really going, I think the character of the brand, the, the culture is going to shine through as people experience it within our, you know, what we've built out. So I'm excited because the vision is, is it's it's well it's it's probably the, the vision is is far more than the the pocketbook can afford at this point but it's intended to be you know educational um for the the entry-level whiskey drinker but also for the seasoned whiskey drinker um you know as far as what goes into our products what 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 goes into to making whiskey overall um in, in who so I'm we just, collaborate I'm playing with the our role partners. Of, I'm playing the role of Dr. Phil here. I'm just asking yeah, you questions okay. and just, I'm totally just putting you on the spot, but when, like, do you, when you think about Golden Chief and what, what the Tyler would say or what the, you know, is it, it's, it, it, you're, you're kind of visualizing the development of your brand 
with the emphasis being on the the whiskeys you're using and the um you know kind of perception of the brand from a standpoint of what's in the bottle right like it's not like you're yeah. trying to you know i mean you're does that i don't know if that makes sense or not but it's it's yeah, it's kind of it's your your identity is really tied to the components of the whiskey is that fair i mean absolutely yeah yeah when i think of um a bigger well, let's use Bardstown Bourbon Company as an example. I I always think of that as as the true experience. You know, you I mean they've got amazing food. They've got you know the tour, the you know the the visual aesthetics, um, very impressive operation, the technology, all the things. Um, you know, for at least the foreseeable future, we want to have a a, a headquarters, a, a base camp where where people could come and experience Golden Sheaf. Um, but it is, it's, it's more focused on, um, the flavors and the, you know, the different types of whiskey that, that, that we put out there. We, we're, we're producing premium top shelf whiskeys. So it is absolutely about that. We'll have, you know, a little bit of visual into some of the behind the scenes and, um, the, 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 there's also the additional component of the, the customization. So um, as we build out this experience, there's some emphasis on that so that as we collaborate with, you know, either the private uh, consumers or um, some of these collaborative partners, folks that buy larger batches and, um, you know, we will have a hands-on experience for blending and for creating um, the, the different batches that we put out in you know, whether that's commercially or for, for private consumption. But it sounds like, you know, for, for Golden Sheaf, the, the, the plan is to really target and build in the very, uh, in the sector of like the, the discerning knowledgeable uh, whiskey public like you yeah. know it's 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 kind of the i mean you're not trying to be um a large like have this like be a bigger part of pop culture you want to live and exist and and i don't know where i'm going with this other than i remember <laughs> one time i was in in los angeles and I guess I guess it's so Los Angeles, right? I they we went to dinner and then we go to this club. It's like a club, and I, I mean, we've been over this before. I'm from Kentucky, right? Yeah, <laughs> there ain't clubs in Kentucky like there are in LA. You know, go in this club, and I mean, I I've never seen so many almost naked people in my entire life. And I was like, this is, this is nuts. And you can't hear anybody and you can't talk to anybody and you can't, it was maddening. I was like, this, this is more like torture than it is entertainment. I, I hate this. How can I get out of here? And, but in this club, right there, it's all bottle service in this club, you know? And so, 
right next to us in this little booth, there's people coming over. Like it's six girls and you know, they don't, they're wearing as much as this water bottle is wearing, <laughs> bringing out a bottle of Casamigos with, you know, and dancing and lights on and all this stuff. And next to us is, a, you know, another group getting a bottle of Ciroc and all that, you know, and, and next, you know, is all, and then all of a sudden I see coming out of the back, I, there are sparklers, there are lights, there are <laughs> friggin' Roman candles going off. Like the entire, like it parts like the damn Red Sea. And this group of women comes to our table and they've got all this pyrotechnics going and all this stuff. And they're bringing a bottle of batch nine Kentucky Owl to our table <laughs> in this club. And it, it is, it's, <laughs> and it comes up and I was like, do, do you know how far from what I think this brand needs to be and should be in my vision of the brand is to have this served to me in this environment, in this, I'm, that's for that, that that scenes for a lot of people it ain't for me and it's certainly not for 128 proof whiskey or whatever but it's just, it's just kind of funny to like to you know now i'm really much more cognizant about what we're trying to create what we're trying to do who we want to be how we want to be perceived how you know how, how you build a brand and and how you don't have your consumer base um how you don't lose your consumer base by being somebody that you don't want to be and to me it right. you know it, it's it you have to be so you have to think and and be so cognizant mm -hmm. of of the direction you're going and and what that what that's going to mean in terms of the perception of you know what you're doing what you're creating and what you're building and um I don't know. I, I guess I've been much more sensitive to that in talking to people who bring me these things because the club scene is great, but that's not where I want to be. And I'm always right. trying to, you know, uh, you know, I mean, maybe bad example, but it's a great example. It's a, it's absolutely a great example. And, um, I, I same thing. And I, and I think that's where the vision of this tasting room or, um, you know, for lack of a better term, tasting room that we're building out, it will, it, it's definitely not going to be a nightclub. It's not even going to be a bar. It's going to be more of a, a lounge, um, you know, a, a space where I, I, I liken it to, uh, to, uh, you go girl, you go. I liken it to, uh, to a coffee shop to where you can, you know, come in and, drink your coffee, uh, sit down, camp out, do some work. Um, but come in and sip whiskey. If you know, a lounge, a, kind of a cigar lounge without cigars, free Wi-Fi, free Wi-Fi. Wi of course. Yeah, absolutely. With, with every ounce you purchase, you get, you get an upgrade to the next tier. Um, but all it'll be a combined space where we're also going to do some education. We're going to offer, you know, whiskey one-on-one, uh, classes on up to, um, you know, mixology. Um, so we'll have, you know, certain cocktails that we mix, um, with golden chief, um, it, and then tastings, you know, to have private, this is one of the trending, 
things in whiskey and, and you know, you see all these new venues that are opening up. People are throwing axes or they're um, painting and drinking wine or they're, um, you know, all of these different experiences. Well, this is an experience where you can go and you can taste whiskey. You can learn about it. You can, um, you know, learn how to drink and enjoy whiskey, but also hang out and, um, you know, get in an environment where we'll have get, get your hair done, get your nails done, all the things. Um, but no, it's, 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 it's not intended to be a nightclub, not even, you know, we'll have a little bit of music, maybe even some light um, plate pair things we can, you can pair with your whiskey, you know, chocolate, nuts, dried fruit, uh, cheeses, an assortment of those, those sorts of things. But, uh, but, but the ambiance to me is what's most exciting to be able to sure. set that tone. It's not going to be disco balls and. and no, it's uh, awesome. I mean, you need to come back. Have you seen like, like what the Carters did with their space in Louisville? I did. Well, not not in person. I just recently yeah, saw I mean, some, it's some just, posts. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's next level. And it's yeah. just such a like cool space that people take ownership of. They're like, yeah, I'm a member of that place. Like, I, yeah, you know, yeah. that, that that kind of thing. That's I, yeah. I get what you're talking about. Well, and, and I love that thing. And, and you said member and, and you reminded me I wanted to pimp my my bourbon capital guild um, garb. Um, that's a, a group that I'm part of in Kentucky and, and uh, got in at the ground floor level, one of the founding members and they've re, you know, since then opened it up and um, but it's, but it's part of the culture, right? And that's, that's incorporated into this is to be part of that culture and to even have kind of the, the exclusive, we'll have a speakeasy for, you know, the VIP levels in the back Um you know, access to some of the more exclusive whiskeys that we'll have on, on hand and uh, some of the more exclusive events that we'll have. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, you know, I love that. I love exclusivity. I love being a part of things, being seeing behind the scenes. And, um, you know, so that's one thing that I'm excited about is to be able to influence that culture of what we're trying to put out there as far mm -hmm. as Golden Chief goes. Um, of course, you know, that's up to the consumers, how they how they enjoy or how they they consume that. Um, but no, I mean, you know, long, long and short of it is the way you're answering that question or all these questions, or maybe none of the questions is basically like, you know, you're trying to build a golden sheaf community within the community and you're yeah. kind of being targeted about, um, about that community, which is, you know, brilliant and the way you're thinking about it i think anyway it's not like oh yeah we're we're just gonna create this for the masses and see who takes hold it's like no we're going to be very strategic in uh creating you know a, a premium product that targets a certain type of consumer and as we build it out we're going to stay uh, kind of on that level across markets that we, you know, that, that, that we enter into. And, and I think, you know, I, I, I again, this goes back to like, I, I just think a lot of the people that come to me and I, I, I say that as if I'm some guru or wizard and I'm just, I'm, I'm the furthest thing from that. But I, I you know, I always, I always want to ask people like, what is your, what are you trying to accomplish here? Are you trying to build something to flip it? Are you trying to build something to get rich? Are you right. trying to build something that has staying power? Are you just, you know, and, and, and 
you really have to be targeted in, in how you, if you really are in it for the long, long haul, you have to be targeted in how you build your, your program. I, I think anyway. And, I agree. And, um, so I, I agree. have, one, I agree I have one, one more question for you. I have one more answer. Golden Chief. Would you rather? Here we go. Would you rather <laughs> sell? Let's say. Let's say you decided to go to to Chicago. You're going to distribute in Chicago, and you send. Give me a number. How many? How many cases? Just make up a number. Five thousand. Five thousand cases, Chicago. Would you rather visit Chicago? in two months and see golden she golden sheaf on the shelves or would you rather go to Chicago and have the shelves completely empty of golden sheaf? Mm. That's, that's a tough one. Um, I, I would say the shelves, I, I would rather see, Oh boy, that's that's really tough because I'm experiencing this right now. I would rather see empty shelves with a lot of buzz out in the communities talking about it, wanting more, wanting the next release. I, but, but I struggle with that because when I walk in and I see empty shelves, there's nothing there to, to draw people in. And so I think, you know, I've always said Golden Sheaf will not be a household brand. We're not trying to be in every corner store. We're not trying to be, you know, we, we do want to be on the shelves in upscale chop houses and restaurants. And um, I love it when I walk into a store and I see encased in glass all of the, the unicorns that I want and golden sheaf right in the middle of it. And, you know, you see a few bottles there, but, um, yeah, empty shelves, but then you want them and, to sell. So, I mean, but then, chicken, chicken and egg. I, yep. It really is. Yeah. But, but if I'm limited to one, one, one choice, yeah, that that's it. But, um, and that's what, that's what I'm going through now. I, I just yesterday, I, you know, I spent a lot of time in stores and, and, comparing prices and and aesthetics of bottles and bottle placement all the things you know i send send you every time i come across 2x you know in my travels come across 2xo um send you pictures and sightings um out in the wild um so i don't know i don't even know that there's a happy medium because no, no. I, it's it's a hard question to answer. I was just it is with it, it is but. the last thing I want to see is a shelf full of dusty bottles. Right. No, I fair. can tell you that for sure. Fair. Fair. Well, How about you? I I don't know if we accomplished anything other than <laughs> me talking a lot and asking you questions <laughs> that you're like that some bitch put me on the spot. But I love it. I love yeah. it. I, that's our our viewers are are. They, they love to hear you talk, Dixon. They absolutely mm. do. Yeah, all uh, 12 of them. <laughs> we are doing pretty good. We're, we're lining people up to have on the show, by the way. Um, you, the requests have been 
been put out. Your call to action um, has been responded to. You've got an overwhelming uh, response. People that that are volunteering. I say we sure bring if, them on. Let's make it happen. Let's let's bring them all on. Um, but but we will absolutely uh, very soon. And so, having said that, yeah, keep the comments coming. Keep the the, the support. We we want you to hear what you want to hear um like share subscribe comment um in, in topics too if you have topics that you want to hear we've, we've had we've got a long list of topics so we've got to go through that and actually start responding to a lot of these comments and, and topic suggestions suggestions yeah uh, we we've got a long list of topics and we got a long list of opinions so just uh you know fire away <laughs> well until next time my friend Cheers, Cheers to you. I, I got to go back to work. Uh, go go this, coach this, some baseball or basketball, I, I should say. This is a good little break. No, awesome. Uh, yeah. No, be well, man. Talk to you soon. You too. Sounds good. Cheers. Cheers.